What's up? Happy Freestyle Friday. Welcome to Locked on ACC. You know how we get down Jersey Drake in the building. Not that one, but he is certified when it comes to this betting boy. Okay, he is going to get us right for the weekend as we preview these week eight games. I am ready to roll. I hope you guys are. It's going to be a good one. You are Locked on ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. <laughs> Already starting with some technical difficulties, but it's all good. Jersey Drake is in the building. Uh, clearly, my computer is trying to wake up because it's Friday. We're feeling good, trying to get things rolling. This episode of Locked On ACC is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. Obviously, I'm loving it. Jersey Drake, how's it going? Happy Friday. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm not going to lie to you. When we found out we were sponsored by McDonald's for the Friday episodes, I told my dad, my dad's like, this is the American dream, Andres. We have McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's is on your podcast. I'm like, Papi, I love you. So, so you're here for a good time and happy it's Friday. Yeah. Absolutely, man. I can't believe we're already talking about week eight games. It seems crazy that we're already, you know, midway through the season. And I feel like some teams are starting to say, hey, this is who we are. We'll just try and get better next year. Other teams are like, hey, I want to get to this finish line, get an opportunity to win a championship. There's so many story arcs that we could go to, you know, throughout this. But I would love to hear from you, especially because being the Locked On Seminoles host, forgot to say that at the beginning. Apologize, everyone. But you already know, Jersey Drake, we've been here. This is a family. He loves to talk about that Florida State team. I'm sure you had thoughts also on that Miami game with Carolina last week in week seven because, listen, I, as a fan, was like, I can't be a fan anymore. This is too stressful. Like, I don't know how you guys do this on a weekly basis. I told you it was going to be an ugly game, even though <laughs> I thought it was going to be an ugly game for a different reason. Miami, Miami, I think, found something that finally works, and that's something that took us a long time over at FSU to understand, that we, with Jay Sean Corbin and Trey Sean yeah. Corbin, we're not a passing team. Yeah. Jordan Travis yeah. can throw the ball, the deep ball, like, decent, like decently well, but we're going to live and die by the run. Like, Jalen yeah. Knighton, was, that was his coming out party. I've actually followed Jalen Knighton for a few years. He went to my rival high school uh, down here okay. in South Florida. I was actually – he was committed to Willie Taggart during his second class, but then when he got fired, he decommitted mm-hmm. and went down to Miami and – that game was ugly, and that game I think kind of solidified also where Manny Diaz is just he's just not the guy. And yeah. you guys got I don't know if you guys got lucky, it's more that I just think you guys kind of slept walk through the last half of the game. You know, I really wish I could give you pinpoint what what it was, but I think Carolina overall is just so consistently inconsistent that you're like, if you can squeak out a win, we'll take it. As long as it says W at the end of the game, we'll absolutely just walk away. But it sucked that, you know, after the game through the week, clearly we heard Joffrey Brown deciding to transfer because I think he was just as good, if not better than his brother. And so that was kind of strange. But at the same time, I mean, he's having the year that Josh, I mean, Josh Downs is having the year that probably Joffrey wanted, right? So I think you get frustrated. You want to be the man you know how it goes these days with these kids 
Hey, listen, listen, Joffrey. If you need a spot where you want to be wide receiver one, we are desperately in need of some new wide receiver influx of talent. You know, Candace, give him my number real quick. We'll I'll talk to him. See if listen, if you're right looking now. for a church home, Florida State Seminoles <laughs> will definitely have one. Listen, though, you'll we're talking about week eight and Florida State. We're going to come up first here where they're playing UMass. And of course, this is going to be a must win, absolutely like super important game. So, no, like <laughs> I think Florida State will be able to take care of business against UMass. But talking about receivers and talking about Jordan Travis, what do you want to see from your team in this matchup that they didn't necessarily do for Jacksonville State? I need you to treat this like an actual football game. The main mm. problem that myself, my co-host, Max, my co-host, Dave, had with Jacksonville State game was it was treated like a glorified the glorified flag football game. Mm. We, mm-hmm. If we had started Jordan Travis, we would have won that game, hands down. Or even if we had just stuck to running the ball, because we were, I think we were averaging eight yards a carry. Mm-hmm. We just treated mm-hmm. it as like we were playing with our food. Michael, we were not that good at the time to even, even consider playing with our food. Jacksonville State is... Sneakily, one of the best teams in the FCS. Mm-hmm. Now, this UMass team is actually worse than the Jacksonville State team. Even right. a deep, deeper cut that Walt <laughs> Bell, the former OC at FSU under Will Tiger's first year, is the now the head coach. And I have some people that you know I know that work over at UMass that he has had this game circled for a, a while now, and he also he knows and understands that he's not very much well liked actually at Tallahassee. It's sort of mm. seen that we want to beat him by fifty. And okay. in my opinion, we should beat them by 40, and they shouldn't score more than two t- than 10 points. I'll give them a touchdown at the end of the game, maybe, but we need to beat them by a score like a 55 to 10 or something like that, mainly because like, this game, this team is really poor, and we need to build off the UNC win, unlike we did last year. And we had a bye week. People are healthy. I just mm-hmm. need some completely good and sound football. We don't, I don't need elite football because UMass is not a good team. That's that's facts. All right, let's go to the undefeated team here in the conference, Wake Forest. They are taking their talents up to Army, and they are looking to have an excellent keep rolling. But Army defense, our Army offense is one of those that can get dicey, and Wake Forest defense hasn't been one that has been a highlight of their squad, but they've been able to get it done. What are your thoughts about this game? Can can Wake Forest get caught up and maybe catch their first L? I think they can, and the, mm. I, I like Wake a lot. I mean, I've been saying that they're the best team in the ACC for a while now, but our, playing a triple option team is not easy. That thing yeah. is exhausting. That thing takes <laughs> a lot out of you, and also it's they will pound the rock for just – they will take nine minutes off the clock, and they might score maybe seven points, but it's still just so much more. They are prime in position to actually perform really well with time of possession, and I need to see if Sam Hartman can actually get up for this game because their defense where – it's been a little shaky the past few weeks. They were they you they were top fifteen in defensive efficiency over the year, and that's kind of dropped off a little bit. So I need to see them actually put the clamps down on this army team, which they should be able to. But at, this game is feels like a trap to me. I'm not gonna lie to you. This game is definitely one of those games like this is gonna be like a 17-14 kind of game. It's gonna be some ugly football, and it's gonna be very hard for Wake to watch. Absolutely. And listen, Wake has not been a stranger to hard games and they've absolutely had to have been they've been tested and they've overcome, especially with that Syracuse matchup. But having a bye, kind of getting yourselves together, you could go to sleep like some teams thrive off a bye and they come in they're like, keep rolling. We saw that with NC State, but a Wake Forest, you know, they could easily say, oh, it's just it's just Army. Right. And it's not anyone that matters when it comes to our you know, conference or, you know, that commence those things that put that in jeopardy. However, I feel like if you want want to be the staple that you say and claim i think clausen's really preaching to those boys that they have to get this one done final game we want to talk to you about the atlantic division syracuse and virginia tech syracuse desperately in need of a conference win the Hokies in need of a confidence boost 
What do we feel like this game is going to be? Uh, Dino, 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 Dino. Yeah, yeah that. I, I there. This game, I don't think they're going to win a conference game for the rest of the year, and it primarily is based off of that. I think he he himself gave his pink slip back over to the um uh, Syracuse administration with that call on fourth and one. But mm-hmm. this game against Virginia Tech, to me, it's more. I don't know. I really, really don't know because Braxton Burmeister, I still don't think it's a pretty good court, a good quarterback at all whatsoever. We saw that last week, and we said see it time and time again. Um, this is a game that where the line is actually, I think it was like minus three and a half or minus five and a half for Virginia Tech, which is kind of odd to me because I think Virginia Tech actually has a better defense than Syracuse. They have a better quarterback than Syracuse. But Syracuse, if they're able to, you know, capitalize, not capitalize, they need to get up from the Clemson loss because they that was a heartbreaker. And I don't know how you're going to be able to convince because, hey, you know, we can still win this game. We're a good team. But then you make that sort of decision on fourth and one against Clemson when you were easily had the best running back in the country and you don't go for it. So yeah. to me, this is a game that's going to be they need, in, Syracuse needs to show me how they're going to be able to get up and get up for this game. And the game plan should be Sean Tucker, just hands down. I was just about to say, Tucker. yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're not feeding Sean Tucker in this game, then you don't know how to run offense. And that's okay. Just you can't do that on my team. But you mentioned that this they won't win an ACC game. I think they could be. They have Boston College, Louisville, NC State, and Pittsburgh left. Don't think they're going to beat Pittsburgh. I don't think they're going to be NC State. But Louisville and Boston College, they could may- maybe squeak out with. Yeah, AJ, my guy, I'm going to come see you soon because I don't know why in the world we were behind Syracuse, yet we beat them. And then also, yeah. they haven't looked good the past few weeks. AJ, I know your power rankings are based off the entire year. Be a little reactionary, my guy. We should at least be number 10, <laughs> maybe number 9. I, and we just beat UNC, a team that you had to win the Coastal. I'm sorry. You need to fix your rankings, my guy. I still love yeah. you. But I am not in a good place with you right now. (laughs) And that's okay. Family can beef at times. We 100% understand that. No. But as we mentioned, the Atlantic Division, there's some great games that are happening this weekend. So you want to tune in there. But also, you've got to talk about that Coastal because I think it's going to be spicy. I think there's some good games to keep an eye on. But first, I want to talk about my friends at McDonald's. This episode is brought from... This episode of Locked on ACC is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. If you want to get your day going, I strongly encourage you to start out with some McDonald's breakfast, whether it's a McGriddle, whether it's an Egg McMuffin, whether you're just trying to get a little hash brown on the go and a coffee. It's always great to have the opportunity to get some McDonald's on the go. Win or lose, you can start your day with a great McDonald's breakfast. I know I personally do at times. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and families can come to reconnect. So if you want to grab that coffee with one of your teammates, one of your classmates, you absolutely can do that. Definitely a place to get yourself recharged. It'll always have you looking forward to stopping for a long road trip and resting your legs and refueling. So head to your local McDonald's and refuel and reconnect. Did someone say locked on ACC watch party? I don't know. We might have to do a little conference championship come December. I feel like it is going to be a great place to get ready for a good time in Charlotte. Well, hope you guys want to stop at your McDonald's. If you do, send a picture, tag Locked on ACC, tag me at Candace D. Cooper on Twitter, and we'll get things rolling. I'm loving it. All right, Jersey Drake in the building. We are freestyle Friday, and we have some great coastal games that we want to go over. Let me tell you about huh, one of the ones that I have circled here. Thank God UNC has a bye. Thank God Duke has a bye. But Virginia and Georgia Tech. 
Okay. I think that's going to be one of those games where either Virginia steps up in a big way and they keep rolling, put themselves in the conversation to win the coastal or Georgia tech says, all right, we are going to find an accurate quarterback. We are going to have a soundproof defense and we are going to get things going. How do you see this playing out? I was just about to say, I need Jeff Sims to actually finally show out into the, the potential that my, I thought he had coming out of high school. Everyone. Yeah. You. Yeah. Like it's, because I love the kid. I was actually really shocked when Mike Norvell, you know, basically said, not he didn't tell him that, you know, we're not, we're not recruiting, but hey, we're looking for a different guy for our system and everything else. And he chose Georgia Tech, which is perfectly fine. You know, best luck at the kid. But I need to see a more accurate passer. That's the one thing that he got knocked on for, you know, not, not, coming, not coming to Florida State. We're like, hey, you know, I'm like, I was like, no, I think he's a very accurate back- passer. Now I look like an idiot because the <laughs> man can literally hit the broad side of a barn. And I'm like, listen, you have the arm strength, you have the athleticism, you need to be able to hit your targets. And, this is the perfect defense to finally showcase that because Virginia's defense is not particularly good. And with Virginia, I mean, we already know we have Brandon Armstrong. The red rifle is literally just so he's he's damn good at moving the ball, whether it's with his legs, whether it's with his arm. To me, he's a better, he's almost up to the caliber of Bryce of what was his name? Bryce, uh Bryce Perkins was the quarterback there a few years ago. Uh Bri- yes, Bryce Perkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bryce Perkins. I don't think he's that good. I was a huge fan of Bryce Perkins coming out coming out. I thought he should have been drafted, in my personal opinion, but like, we already know what we have Brandon Armstrong. I need to see Bronco Mendenhall actually have a defensive game plan to maybe stifle Jeff Sims because he's it's definitely be able to. And also, watch out for Jameer Gibbs too. So Yeah, I agree. Listen, I think that ultimately it's going to be another test for Virginia's defense. Like, when you saw them handle Duke, great, they blanked them. But at the same time, they're going to come up against a little bit of a better offense, right? And so I want, I'm interested to see how they stay the test because we A-plus, all right. You know, your offense gets an A. That defense is more like C plus, <laughs> B, C minus area. So I want to see if they can do that up against a good offense. Can they Can they frustrate Jeff Sims enough where he keeps that inaccuracy going? So good one on the books. But that's all the coastal, you know, that you normally cover. But we obviously have week games of the week that we go over. So I want to know just first off your favorite game that you're going to see this weekend. Do you have one that you're excited about before we get into betting? Hmm, that's a really good question. I probably, quite honestly, I really want to see how Pittsburgh and Clemson go out. Mainly because okay. I think this is the first game in, what, four years that Clemson isn't favored in an ACC matchup. I think they're three-point underdogs. And this is basically, I know we always talk about Heisman moments. Like, Lamar Jackson's Heisman moment was against FSU running for, I think, for six touchdowns and, like, 40-something points, like, all on his own. And then we had what was it, uh, Joe Burrow with the Alabama game too, where he just literally, oh, it's the coolest dude to throw a football. This man is Joe Burrow, Joey Buckets over here, Joe Cool. Yeah. Kenny Pickett against Clemson, that's going to be, you're going to put up a shut up, or shut up. I made a joke last week that Tyler Rocky, you're burning your money if you put Ken, a future on Kenny, uh, on Kenny Pickett. If he shows out this game against that Clemson defense, I know they're super hurt, they're super injured. If he kind of has like a 40-point game even in a loss or a 30-point game even in a loss, that's something we're like, oh, this kid's kind of nice. This kid's actually pretty good. This kid might be a first-round quarterback. I'm joking, folks. He's not. In my personal opinion, he's not. He's a good quarterback. Oh, my God. You not. and Ken, I swear to God, y'all have the same mindset about everything. Why can't that man be a first-rounder? Why? Why? Since I let Kenton have his way, why can't he be a first-rounder? Because, in my personal opinion, there are 32 players at different positions that are actually better quarterback than he Not a better mm. he is. But everyone loves quarterbacks. Like, that's the thing, right? But maybe maybe because I'm still having, like, a hangover from last year and, like, everyone wanted a quarterback, right? Yeah. But 
you know. That game does that too. And also, you're a Giants fan. You, you might draft. Do you want to draft Kenny Pickett in the first? Hell, game? hell yeah. Okay. We always draft some conference quarterback. Our conference quarterbacks. Shit. If you go on, sorry, I can't believe I just cussed <laughs> on the show. But here we are. That's how I feel about the Giants. If you're going to, <laughs> oh man, let me get this together. Okay. There it is. If you are going to take a quarterback, Giants, which you honestly need to do because clearly Daniel Jones thinks he has the size of a Kenny Pickett and he thinks he is just can run over offenses, but whatever. I strongly suggest you look Kenny Pickett's way. Just give him a chance because I know you're not going to. I know you're not going to take a quarterback in the first round, but if we do have to settle for second round, please just consider it. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, just more my thing is I think with Kenny Pickett, it's more that. If Kyle Trask, who was having a better year last year, is a bigger size, bigger size, I think he was six five. Kenny Pickett, I think mm-hmm. six three, has a better arm, and he goes in the second round. And also, Kenny and Kyle Trask, I think, was a fourth place finisher, maybe third place finisher for the Heisman, and he goes in the late second, maybe early third round of the Bucks. Do you really? Do would you really take Kenny Pickett over him last year? Absolutely. How's he right now? No? Absolutely not. But at the same time, I look at this. I don't know if this is a weaker draft or maybe it was just so hype last season because of who was in it, but. To me, we had all this quarterback talk going into season about Spencer Rattler, right? And look how that's turned he's out. He's not getting drafted. <laughs> I think he's leaving Oklahoma, but that's another story. Oh, Sam, we can talk about that later today. <laughs> Sam Howell was supposed to be out on Heisman Watch, you know. <laughs> Sam Howell was supposed to be on Heisman Watch. That's probably not happening. That man has probably lost himself some money. Kenny Pickett's definitely made himself some money. So I don't know where he's going, but I know he's going. There, someone's going to give him a shot. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Just thing is, though, there's so many people like a Kayvon Timido, a yeah. Derek Stingley. There's, I know there's quarterback in the league. I know you have teams like a Washington, uh, Washington football team that still need a quarterback. There's a lot of teams out there. The Dolphins are, I don't know what they're doing quarterback down here. My my boys text me freaking. I was like, what are we doing with Tua? We're going with the Watson rumors. I'm like, hey, listen, that's your team. I like, heard Watson just, might be coming over there talking about Clemson quarterbacks. I heard Watson might be taking his talents. That's the dumbest move I ever. You, you draft a quarterback. That, that shows me how bad of a GM you are when you make a decision and all the draft capital to get one quarterback and you give up a year and a half into it. I understand if he's not the guy you want to blow it up really quickly, but a year and a half, trust me, folks, I know what happens when you blow up a plan in a year and a half. It ain't pretty and it leaves you in turmoil for several years. And with, especially with the, quarterback that you're getting right now with all off the field issues you don't know what he's, what he's going to be doing especially with 22 pending counts listen allegations okay. thing, I, I wouldn't touch that but like i said there are 11 other people on that field on offense oh, sorry 10 other people 11 mm-hmm. on defense you're not going to spend a first round pick on a qb no offense from Pitt, even though he's having a great year there are i think 32 other players better than him in that situation I don't disagree whatsoever, but you kind of knew Tua was made of glass. Like, that was your fault. That was your dumbass fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually really like Tua. It seems like a really good kid and everything. Exactly. Else. But, yeah, that's yeah, – Sorry. Right. When you have a hip injury like that, it's just really hard to come back from super early, and you put him in there that early. Like, no, nah, that's – yeah, Chris Greer, I'm sorry, my guy. You uh, you need to find – maybe we can hang out with me over at Publix, my guy. <laughs> But I know, you know, getting back on track here, talking about some of these games, I think I agree with Clemson and Pittsburgh being a good one. That's certainly one. I also think that NC State Miami, because of how junk talking Miami has been, I'm interested to see, first of all, the postgame content from NC State, but more importantly, just how Dorian Kidd really pour into his guys. Like, okay, we've never, I've never beaten them, but I know for a fact that this team is capable. We have, we have all the pieces this year. I don't know why Tyler Van Jack decided to open his mouth because he could sit this one out. 
I will say that actually shout out to Evan. He's a friend of the show. We had him on last year for our Know Your Foe series for Woodwide Pod. He's the one that edited actually that video that's gone a little bit viral with Tyler Van Dyke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tyler, listen, you, I mean, you played a good game last week. I'm going to give you that. Yeah. Albeit it's against a very poor UNC defense. Sorry, Candace. That's but you can't be do you can't be doing that talking all that smack when you you know got blown out by Alabama. You barely beat App State. Who now they beat Coastal Carolina last night, which you know is a good win. But and then you struggle and still don't have a Power Five win. I have a little sign in my office that says, "You know, ever seen that meme? You know, a certain amount of days since the last work incident. Mm-hmm. I have 365 days since Miami's last Power Five win. And trust me, it ain't coming this weekend because NC State. That's a damn good team. And you know who hasn't beat uh, Miami in a long time, Candace, in a few years? Corey Durden. Corey Durden okay. was at FSU. Corey Durden bleeds guarding goal. I think he still does. You see a picture <laughs> with him with Jane Large Woodby and Cyrus Fagan after the game. Yeah. And that kid is hungry. That kid hates Miami. So Wonderful. Tyler, yeah, that Baltimore material, trust me, he's watching that video on a loop. <laughs> I can't wait for that. Now that that, that makes me hype because I feel like it's about to go down. All right. Well, we've got to get some betting action in here. Don't want to leave you guys hanging. If you are looking to bet this season, we strongly encourage you to hit up Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. It is truly where the game starts from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, and more. You cannot wait, to, but you have to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for this season. Head over to the new updated desk desktop or mobile up website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code locked on to receive your bonus. Listen, betonline.ag is where you should head. Fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports. They are back and better than ever. And I strongly encourage you to get these college bets in because this weekend or this week H season for ACC is going to be a good one. A lot of great matchups and a lot of ways to win you some money. Jersey Drake in the building, Locked on Seminoles host. And we are going through our Saturday slate. No Friday games, which is always – I'm starting to appreciate some Friday games from the ACC here. They, it gets a little spicy, right? But <laughs> getting into the first matchup at noon on CBS uh, Network, we have Wake Forest and Army. Wake Forest being number 16 in the country, currently sitting at 6-0 and against a 4-2 and Army team. So, folks, why I said this game is a trap, this game just smells funny to me with the line being at plus three. And I think it's mainly because Army runs a very lethal, very simplistic, but very effective triple option offense. And Wake's defense, as I said earlier, has been very – they're a good defense. They've been so lack lost the past few weeks. It's like, my guy, like, there's going to be a game where your defense doesn't show up and Sam Hartman has to do everything, and he's done really well. But there's going to be a game where the old Sam Hartman might come out, and that's horrifying to me. So I'm not taking either side. Yeah. Give me the total. Give me the under at 52 and a half because, I, like I said, it's going to be like a 20 to 17, maybe a 17, 14 kind of game here because Army might not be able to score. But if they do, it's going to take them like 10 minutes first to put drive. <laughs> UMass and Florida State at noon on ACC Network. The one and five UMass team looking to take on possibly defeat Florida State Seminoles who are sitting at two and four. And Florida State is looking to roll. OK, they're beating Carolina. They're ready to get another one under their belt. Yeah, I need to see that energy taken from the UNC game over to this game over against UMass. I know I gave AJ a lot of flack, but I mean, he did. We did beat lose at lose Jacksonville State, and hopefully, hopefully, because I said all that crap. Hopefully, we just beat them by forty, which we should. If we lose this game, or if we even they, if they even cover, I don't want to hear anything from AJ. <laughs> so give me Florida State minus thirty-five and a half. I know it's a big number. I don't care. We should beat them by fifty, and give me the over too. Give me. We're gonna beat them like fifty-four to seven or something like that. Ooh, okay. Awesome. Oh no, wow. It's F. Wall Bell walking into this game. Damn game. 
1230, we got Syracuse and Virginia Tech. Syracuse coming off a heartbreaking loss against Clemson, Virginia Tech, trying to hold it down after losing to a Pittsburgh. They need a confidence boost. Both teams have three wins apiece. Syracuse is having one extra loss. But who do you think is going to win this matchup? It could be a good one. It could be a blowout. Who, it's who knows? It sneakily could be a good game. It depends on if Dino actually sticks with, you know, his best players, you know, in the biggest moments. That's going to be the big thing. And after last week, I don't know if he kind of understands that. I hope he does. I like he, the guy. I really want to get out. <laughs> We're going to find out what kind of what kind of coach Dino is and how much he cares about his job this game. But yeah. I'm going to take – I feel like every time I take Virginia Tech, they lose. And I'm actually <laughs> fine with that because I don't like Justin Fuente. So give me Virginia Tech to win this game. Okay. I'm not I'm not taking a side, though, because I have a really bad feeling that's either going to be a one-point game, like you said, or – some someone's gonna win by like twenty to seventeen points. So just give me the total here. Give me the under forty six too, because I don't see there's gonna be one team that just doesn't make, that might not be able just to score at all. So yeah, all right. Clemson and Pittsburgh. Clemson coming off a big win against Syracuse, as we mentioned, and Pittsburgh rolling against Virginia Tech. Their meeting of the minds, and this is gonna be one where we assume that the Clemson office is gonna be shaky, but it might not be. This could be DJ's coming out party. I'm. This is the last time I'm saying that. Okay, I'm about to say last time on the show, week eight. Y'all heard it first. I'm not gonna say if DJ doesn't have a breakout game, I'm no longer saying that here on the show because I'm tired. I'm tired of trying to get this boy some love. He not figured it out. Yeah, people were saying the same thing about Spencer Rattler, how his come out game is coming very soon. Look what happened to him. Now he's benched. <laughs> Caleb Williams looks really damn good. And Spencer Rattler, his draft stock is tanking. And also, you might not be Oklahoma much longer, as you said earlier. To me, I still don't think we're going to – I think that entire narrative of where he's, he's going to finally come out is done. I like mm-hmm. DJ. I think he's going to be a good quarterback. However, he doesn't have the weapons around him. Nobody's really healthy. And also, you can just tell his confidence is just shot. The man is just not comfortable out there. I don't know why Dowell doesn't run with him a lot more when he should because like he's a big dude. He can bowl yeah. people over. Yeah. So give me Pitt to win here. Give me Pitt to cover. And also give me the under 48. I think this is going to be a coming out party for Kenny Pickett. And I think he's going to like prove Tyler right with his Heisman odds because like Kenny Pickett might be the real deal. Hey, if he beats Clemson, he can be you know the new Giants quarterback in the first round drafted. Please let us pray. All right, Boston College and Louisville. Boston College clearly trying to figure things out here after that loss against NC State. Louisville trying to just keep gaining confidence, being a three and three team, but it's a little bit of a misleading there because they definitely should have beat you know the Wake Forests of the world and the Ole Miss game. I'm sure they wish they could have back, but would love to hear your thoughts about this one. Yeah. So with Boston, with uh, Louisville, it's. I hate to say this because I hate being wrong about something, but I think Scott Saffield actually has done a very good job this year. I mm. think he actually, and also Malik Cunningham has kind of shown that he's definitely a top three, top five quarterback actually in the conference. And he's he's not Lamar Jackson. He won't be Lamar Jackson, but he just, he's so dynamic with his legs. His arm is actually finally getting there too, which is something that we have been waiting for for a very long time. And I can definitely see Louisville winning this game by 10 points, maybe even 14. Mm-hmm. They're a really damn good offense. And now that we said about Boston College, how Dan Grossell, he he was like Cinderella when he came in. He was very, very good at game managing. And then out of nowhere, that fumble at the Clemson game, he instantly turned to a pumpkin. And mm-hmm. now going into this game, it's we are we gonna we got we saw it again last week with NC State. Like he just isn't the guy. He's not. And it really sucks for BC because Phil Dracovic yeah. is actually such a good quarterback. So for this game. I, I'm going to take Boston College still to cover the game. I think their defense is pretty pretty damn good, but I think Louisville can definitely route them. I will take BC plus six, but with Louisville to win the game. 
All righty. NC State in Miami, as we mentioned, a lot of junk being talked. You know, NC State, current number 18 team in the country at 5-1. and one. They are rolling. Can't let one slip by them, and I don't think this will be the case with this Miami team. But Miami's feeling themselves after coming up just three points short against North Carolina. Could they kind of handle business on Saturday? No. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to entertain the fact that this is like this is a bad Miami team. And we saw. Oh we said God. last week, kids are transferring out. We saw two kids enter the portal with both Mark Pope, uh, yeah, Mark Pope and D Wiggins. They're two wide receivers. Mark Pope actually was transferring to DB because mm-hmm. he can't catch a football. And then mm-hmm. with Manny Diaz, you saw the picture of him at the stadium right after the game. Yeah, super sad Manny just hanging out there, just like you know, hello, darkest my old friend. <laughs> I, I, I I've had a problem with Manny Diaz since he took the job at Temple, recruited kids. But they're from, I think, 15 days and then left those kids at Temple and went down to Miami. So I've had a personal, like, you know, little beef with Manny Diaz. That's NC crazy. State, NC State actually opened on some books as an underdog, and I slammed that with the quickness, with the damn quickness. And NC State's going to win this game. Corey Dern might have a sack. He might have two. And Devin Lear's going to light them up for the 40 fans that are actually at the Hard Rock Stadium, a.k.a. the Airbnb for the University of Coral Gables. So oh, give me NC crying. State. Hey, listen, like, Hey, listen, trust me. Do what you got to do. Do what you got. We need to have a locked on Hurricanes podcast so we can have some beef. I would love that. But no, I want that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they play at 730 on ESPN2. And just to give you the times, 330 for Clemson and Pitt and 4 o'clock on the ACC Network for Boston College and Louisville. But final game, 730 again for Georgia Tech and Virginia. A good coastal matchup here. Virginia trying to keep themselves in that top of that conversation. Georgia Tech just needing a good old coastal rival win. Who you got? Hmm. This is a little bit harder because this might be the game where I really, really want to take Georgia Tech here. I just want to see Jeff Sims like do well. I love the kid so much, but he hasn't shown me anything so far this year that he like the last half of last year, he actually showed progression with, you know, his his development with his arm, with his accuracy. But this year we haven't seen that yet. And then Jameer Gibbs has been a little bit bottled up. Like he was supposed to take the, uh, the conference by storm and he hasn't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Virgi- in Virginia, Brandon Armstrong has, has done all of those things. So yeah. I'm going to take Virginia to win this game. I'm also going to take them to cover because I think that what we saw from Duke, it's mm-hmm. going to happen again, but not to that sort of like 48 kind of point blowout. Okay. But you look at the you look at the pick game as your game plan, as your blueprint with what you should do. And you should win handily. So give me Virginia at the plus, uh, my six and a half and give me the over 64 because, like we said earlier, there's not going to be a single lick of defense play in this game. <laughs> no doubt. Before we go out of here, we clearly want to make sure you guys are well equipped for all of your on the road tasting. If you're traveling, if you're staying at home and you're tailgating, we want to make sure you have some nice treats to get you going. If you haven't tried Built Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chocolatey or waxy or just plain hard to eat. But Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, everything low, except they're high in protein. And they're all healthy on top of being purely delicious. So many flavors. Another great thing about Built Bar, there are so many mouth-watering flavors. This month, Built is coming out with a new limited-time flavors every three to four days. So check on their website at Built.com often. You don't want to miss out. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% at Built.com. 
Wrapping up the show, Drizzy Drake in the building. Want to get final thoughts here. Is it going to be a good weekend for ACC football? Because you know, when we started, we were a little bit nervous about how the conference was going to play out. But I think things are slowly turning around. I agree, mainly because it started out so bad. It yeah. started out with like you know, <laughs> L after L after L. NC State <laughs> lost to a really bad Mississippi State team. Clemson you know, has been sort of probably one of the worst teams in the conference, if not like a bottom three team, bottom four team. In my pers- and then they, got, they get wins, which you know, at the end of the day matters. But they're not a good team. Yeah. And then my own team, FSU, has just came just stumble out the gate. But I think everyone's turning around, turning the corner around, and it's going to be a very good weekend for us all as a whole. So, and yeah. also we got basketball coming up too. And I'm actually pretty excited about that. We have someone coming on next week to discuss that. So hey. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And next week we'll certainly have Jersey Drake more in the basketball conversation. We'll talk a little bit of preseason. If you did not listen to yesterday's show, you got all of that action with Tyler Aki feeling the way about Buddy Beheim not being a preseason player of the year. So that'll be good. I would love to know Jersey Drake's thoughts next week about Florida State not being one of the top teams or being the top team in the preseason polls because I just don't know why they picked Duke, but that's a whole that's a whole segment show we've got to have here so you guys got to come back next week we'll talk about that drizzy drake remind these people of where they can find you follow your work you can follow me at tally underscore underscore drake and see below you can follow my co-host at max moody 17 you can follow the podcast at lo underscore seminoles we also follow the community that we are actually having at lockdown seminoles with at Knowles anonymous that's where we have our discord where we have all our questions all of our answers our messages you know our dms are always open and also find us on youtube with lockdown seminoles to like to hit the like subscribe Hit the little button if you can. We have tape Tuesdays with Max where he breaks down the game film every single week. And we have every single episode video-wise posted on that platform. And we're fans first, people second. And now that we got YouTube, we're content creators third. So come on by. It's always a good time. No doubt. I need to check out that tape show. I need to, I need to learn. Oh, it's actually stuff. pretty damn. He's a, he's a pretty damn good job. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm like, damn. Because I didn't play football. So I'm like, yo, this is actually really, really helpful for me. So, folks, if you want that for a little dumb down. It helps yeah. out me immensely. No, I literally make Kenton like run plays by, with me every single weekend when we watch it. I'm like, what was that? Cover two. Da, 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 da. So yeah, listen, got to do what you got to do to get better. All right. Well, hope you guys have a great and safe weekend. Make sure that you take care of yourself. Stay smart and safe out there. Until next time.